My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. So happy, uh, happy Sunday night. Um, I'm sitting here in my Sunday attire, my handy dandy uh, pro guides, fishing t-shirt, and my Texas Tech hat, two T's. In honor of the $2 trillion the Fed has pumped into the economy so far, um, soon to be five, I think by the time we're all said and done. Um, COVID will probably cost the economy $10 trillion in government spending, and um, we're going to have some fun. So uh, here we go. But um, no, look, I wanted to come on, really wanted to talk about um, something different. And it's grit. I was reading uh, Angela Duckworth's book, eh, about half of it, uh, but it's really good. And uh, it talks about grit. And I like, uh, I like where it comes, I like what she's talking about. Um, it's grit is something that I look for when I'm talking to executives. I love to hear their stories. And, um, but here's what Angela was saying. Basically in her book, she was talking about in the early 90s, couple of years ago, however many, she was a recruiter or she was working with West Point, the, uh, the military academy. And the leaders of West Point couldn't figure out why you had these superstar kids, you know, varsity athletes, A students, 15, 1600 SAT score kids who had spent the last two years driving, you know, full force to get admission to the military academy at West Point. And then they get up there and within you know, a couple of weeks, you know, like a large number, never, you know, a, you know, a serious fraction, a large fraction of them would just quit. And it's like, wait, wait a minute, time out. You know, you, 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 you spent all this time trying to get here. You've talked about how you wanted to be at West Point. You, you talked about, you know, told all your parents and your teachers and everybody else you're going to West Point and two weeks into it, you quit. And her job was to figure out why. But, you know, the interesting thing was when I was an officer candidate school um, in the Navy, you know, naval aviation, naval aviators go through officer candidate school. We were all tra trained by Marine Corps drill instructors. And we saw the same thing at OCS. We saw, you know, a hundred bright-eyed and bushy-tailed candidates show up. First day, everybody paid three bucks to get their heads shaved. It was like adding insult to injury. Everybody got their uniforms fitted. Everybody got screamed at by a drill instructor. And within a week, yeah, 20% of the people had quit. And it's like, wait a minute. I can't imagine. One, I can't imagine going home with a shaved head after telling everybody I was going to go be a naval aviator and then looking my dad in the eye and saying, I quit. Um, but for the rest of us, we all figured out who had grit and we all figured out who was all talk or big hat, no cattle, whatever you want to talk about. And it was like the guys who had grit stuck around, you know, the, 
They realized it was all a game. You know, drill instructor with a big Smokey the Bear hat. He's not going to kill you. He's not going to shoot at you. He's going to make you do a boatload of push-ups. He's going to scream at you. And for the next 12 weeks, you're in a kangaroo court. Everything you do is wrong until they say it's right. So, um, you know, but it took a lot of grit to get through it. It was just, you know, focus and grit and helping each other out to get through officer candidate school or West Point or the Naval Academy or whatever situation. So, um, so here we are in the coronavirus age. You know, we went from three months ago, the economy at 29,000, the Dow Jones at 29,000, today it's at 23, we, it was down to 18, everybody's scared, poolless, airlines aren't flying, the economy sucks, it's gonna be a slog. Um, but I think now, here's where we figured out. The time for talking is over. The time for doing, rolling up your sleeves, getting down and dirty in the trenches, finding some grit is here. And I think it's gonna be the grit that is what we need to survive. You know, so what is grit? I mean, they're like, yeah, okay, what's grit? It's, it's just courage and determination. It's nothing else. Um, personally, I think it's people who, you know, do what they say they're going to do and they achieve what they're, you know, setting out to achieve. It's kind of like Rudy. You remember the movie Rudy? Um, I loved Rudy. You know, he's the guy who was too small and too, you know, too slow and too small to play at Notre Dame. Um, but he shows up for practice every day knowing he'll probably never get to play, and he does it anyway. He gets it done. Um, you know, that's grit. Uh, you know, completing an Ironman. You know, I don't have the grit to do an Ironman. I'll just tell you right now. Um, I am monumentally impressed by the people that do. Um, when you think about all the training, all the, you know, toll it takes on your body, um, you know, going out and you know, swimming two and a half miles and cycling 120 miles and then running a marathon and you're doing that all in a day. Um, you know, look, the, the average 5K that you know, people get out and say, I ran a 5K today. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't count. Um, to anybody that's done an Ironman, you got my full support. You got my admiration because I, I, I don't know if I could do it. Maybe I could. I don't know. But uh, um. Everybody's proud of their kids. I know it. I'm especially proud of my daughter. Uh, she's a college freshman. She's 18 years old. When she was seven years old, um, she was diagnosed on, uh, with type 1 diabetes. It was uh, March 1, 2008. My wife called me up and, or, I'm sorry, March 1, 2009. My wife calls me up and says, uh, hey, I just took Maddie to the doctor and she's got full-blown diabetes. I was like, whoa. Um, for the last 11 years, she could have used diabetes as an excuse to get out of anything, like literally, and she never did. Um, in fact, she's a straight A high school student, never made a B, um, just finished her freshman year of college, straight A's, never made a B, um, on her way to nursing school, and she's always attacking life with a smile. That's grit. When you have to take seven to 10 shots a day or your life is on a insulin pump and you're smiling and you're dialing and you're living it up, that is grit.
that's just some of the stuff I love to see. I love to talk about when I'm talking with executives. Do you have the ability to get deep down or are you just a big company person? Maybe it's just me, but that's, you know, that's, I, you know, I, I love to talk about a young fella I placed a couple of years ago. I don't even want to say I placed him. I really just called a client and said, hey, you should look at this kid. The interesting thing was I knew his parents really well. And he was a scholarship athlete. And what was crazy is my wife and I go out on a walk every day, six o'clock in the morning. And at six in the morning, we'd see him and he'd be finishing a four mile run. And this was before he went to school before he went off to practice, before he went to kids practice, because he helped other young kids with her, you know, he coached during the summers. He just had the determination to get it done. So, you know, I love to hear those stories of people that are like, I'll get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'll get it done. We'll be at work by eight, no problem. The downside of the great economy was that I think uh, it created a lot of, I think create a lot of bad behavior. I think we lost a lot of our edge. Um, you know, we expected 20% stock returns every year. We expected big bonuses. Um, we, we, we saw this need for safe spaces and trigger warnings. Um, we became very easy to offend. Oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're, yeah, it's, and, and, and great economies create a lot of mediocre behavior. It becomes all about, you know, me, 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 me. The $500 stays at the Ritz-Carlton. Um, you know, the, the first class when I could have flown coach. You know, it, it's all real easy when you're making money. Nobody cares. It's like, hey, okay, yeah, 500 bucks, yeah, compared to 300 or 200 or, you know, a room at the, you know, Motel 6. Yeah, go do it. We're making money. Stock's up. Who cares? Yeah. Times changed. But I think now that, you know, we're kind of in the economic doldrums, like, like personally, here's what I'm doing. I am calling all my suppliers and all my partners and I'm saying, hey, I'm paying you retail. I'm paying you 100%. I'm diligent with, my, with paying my bills. You got to step it up, you know. I'm expecting 110 back, 110% back from you. You need to start coming to me weekly and telling me how I can do it better or better yet coming with a solution that we can do better. Um, once again, great economy dollars ain't easy to come by. You, not that they ever were, but that's the stuff that we should be expecting. Um, you know, I just prefer people come to me with ideas because if I'm paying them, I guarantee it right now, I'm out looking for better, faster, cheaper, more value. It's just the way it's going to be. And then I think a lot of people are going to have to reinvent themselves. You know, if I took away your IBM, GE, Boeing, Gulfstream business card, could you survive in a small company or could you go off on your own? Uh, I'll tell you straight up, entrepreneurship is a grind. I live it every day. It is a 24 hour grind. 
and I've seen a lot of big company people flail in small companies. There's nowhere to hide. You're taking out the trash. You're expected to do more. You're never going to have the resources you feel you need. Um, it just takes a lot of grit to get it done. There are days where I cannot stand being an entrepreneur. I just, you know, I look at my competition, I go, God, they have it so easy. But then I look back and I go, you know, but it's me. I'm doing it, but it's a grind and it takes grit. And you got to get up every day and go, yo, kids' tuition needs to get paid. So there you go. But I also think about like, too, where there's chaos, there's a lot of opportunity. You know, my brother quit his job two years ago. I'm really proud of my brother. Um, if you ever watch Brett Baer on Fox News, my brother gave him his first job and taught him how to be a great young news reporter. He's done that with numerous other you know, news reporters and journalists. And one day he just woke up. He woke up. He was in a crappy job. And he realized he was spinning his wheels. And he realized he was just connect, collecting a paycheck. And he was in a funk. And it wasn't going to get any better. So he quit. Calls me up one day and says, I quit. I got nothing on the back end. But here we go. So he started a business. Scared the hell out of him. Two years ago, he quits. I just talked to him tonight. He's pretty good. He's not making a fortune yet, but he's well on his way, and he's good, and he's happy. He found the opportunity amidst the chaos. Some of you guys have been realizing that your, your job sucks. You know, you're, you're just not in a good job. You know, now is the perfect time to start networking, and I'll tell you why. Because the amount of restructuring that is going to happen in the next 24 months in aerospace, aviation, just about every industry is going to be monumental. And if you're a smart person with smart ideas and you can show, show somebody how to make money or save money, and you can produce 5x your salary in value, you're going to be king. You're going to be king forever. And people, you know, so it's, it's a great time. If your job sucks and you've been feeling like, hey, I can't get anywhere or, you know, your excuse is gone. Go find it. You know, for you guys are running a business. Do you have the team that's going to get through the other side? This for the next 6, 12, 18 months is going to be a slug. It's going to take courage. It's going to take determination. It's going to take a lot of hard work and rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty in the trenches and grinding it out and negotiating every rubber band and not giving on your price and, and doing everything you can to keep your business going. Do you have the team that's going to get you to the other side? I think it all comes down to grit. And when you talk about every successful entrepreneur and you talk about every successful business and how it was grown and what it's been grown upon, it's not PowerPoint and six page, you know, memos as to why I need three, three million in CapEx. It's not, you know, a whole bunch of bureaucratic bullshit over who gets the corner office or who gets to go to the offsites. It's about getting it done. And, and, and that's all it's going to be is saying, you know, saying you're going to do it and doing it are two different things. You just got to do it. So anyway, 
hey, look, this is uh, go get Angela Duckworth's book. Um, I really liked it. Uh, there's a couple other great ones out there. Shoot me an email, Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Give me a call, 910-509-7129. I'll suggest a few to you. But uh, I highly suggest you go get the book, Grit. So, talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.